Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Guys, I'm officially on tour. I am so excited to hang out with you, but I need you to know this tour is a little different than anything you might have heard me or seen me do before. Still love Jesus, but I cuss a little, and that's what's gonna happen tonight, so get ready. Usually when I speak publicly, it's about how to grow and become a better version of yourself, and yes, I want to talk about that. Don't tell me that you can't do difficult things because that is one teeny tiny example of something that men will never have to deal with. But more than anything, I want to laugh. It's honestly been a really hard year for me and my kids. I just want to tell stories with my friends and laugh until we pee our pants a little bit. The second thing we're going to do is a live Q&A. Oh yeah, no, if you raise your hands, like you're in. <laughs> we get to learn and understand more about ourselves when we hear someone else's stories. The third thing that's different about this tour is that every single location has a bar. I wanted to have a girls night out. I wanted to have a place where you could get your sister, call your mama, get your neighbor from down the street, and you could come out and you could have a glass of cheap wine and you could watch a show and laugh and have fun and meet new people. The fourth thing, don't bring your husband. <gasps> yeah, don't, I said it. If you got a husband that will laugh about period jokes, bikini waxes, mom stories, bring him on down. If you're not sure if your man thinks that's funny, he doesn't. Come by yourself and make friends. Treat yourself to a night where you are dating you. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That is my number one intention with this tour is that I want to have fun and I know that we will. So check out the show notes to get a link to upcoming cities. We got Phoenix, Salt Lake City, Boston, and Toronto coming up. More cities will be added. Again, check out the show notes. Put the word out. Love you. I'll see you soon. There are so many people who get distracted in business or distracted on the road to success by things that they learned at the beginning. If you started in media in 2008, you're gonna have a very different perspective on how to do things 
than you would if you started right now in 2023. Yes, there is a whole history of information that we have because we started earlier. At the same time, there are roadblocks in that environment because we only know what's been done before. We're maybe not as willing to take on new ideas, new risks, to try a new platform, to test something out. Maybe we're not paying attention enough to what's coming up, what the kids are doing these days, what's cool and new and fresh. And because you are new, you can embrace all of those things. You can look at the fact that you're just starting as a disadvantage, which is a limiting belief that is not helping you in any way. Or you can be like, okay, how is the fact that I don't know what the hell I'm doing actually awesome? Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the show. I feel like I need to preface the fact that I have turned the air conditioning on in my studio. I think you can probably hear that gentle whirring sound in the background and I hope it's okay. I figured it was better to have some kind of low-level hum than to have me passed out because God bless Jack, who has set up our studio with approximately 10,000 lights, and they get very hot, and your girl needed some AC. Okay, so that's where we're starting off. Hopefully, it's only uphill from here. No, Rach. Hopefully, it's only downhill from here. This morning, I was in the midst of my morning routine, which typically involves reading. So I read a nonfiction book as I'm sipping my coffee, before I do my journaling, and the book I'm reading was talking about imposter syndrome, which is something I think most of us have encountered at some point in our life or career, but just in case you've never heard of this idea before, imposter syndrome is where you have an idea, you have a goal or a dream or something that you are trying to work toward, but your mindset is sabotaging you. Essentially, it's sabotaging you by being, you know, the voice in the cheap seats, the jerk in the back of your mind that keeps telling you all of the reasons that you should not try and have this thing because you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough. Who do you think you are? Why do you think that you're going to be the one that figures this out? Why did like all of that sort of gross negative self-talk that most of us have in some form or function, that's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, at the very least, will erode confidence, will erode energy and motivation and momentum because it's not like you're chasing down a dream or pursuing a goal. Now you're doing those things, but you're doing it with like 
a hundred pound backpack on. You're carrying all this extra weight of self-doubt. You're attacking yourself internally and it makes the pursuit so much harder. That's the least of it. At its most extreme, imposter syndrome will keep many people from trying anything at all. So if imposter syndrome is something that you feel like you really struggle with, today's episode is for you. And when I was reading about it a bit this morning, I totally understood the perspective of the author. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is what so many people say when it comes to this topic. I kind of hate most of the conversations surrounding imposter syndrome. I'm going to be real. I even Googled it because I was like, are there other ways to take this? Are there other angles to approach this conversation from? And most of what I found was practice self-compassion, talk through it, be honest, like all of these things. And yes, yes, those are amazing. Those are freaking amazing. We should be pursuing them 100%. But I suppose this conversation is for those of you, or for me at certain times in my life, for whom practicing self-compassion wasn't enough to quiet those voices in my mind. Or admitting how you're feeling is helpful from an emotional perspective, but doesn't really like give you the kick in the pants that you need. So I want to approach imposter syndrome from the perspective of how can we get past this? Not just how can we be compassionate to our inner child, to the voice in our mind, to that part of us who's saying these things, but like, great, thank you, I love you, I understand why you're here, but I got shit I need to do and I don't have time to keep obsessing over all of the ways I don't measure up in my own mind. So what can we do to move forward? That's what this conversation is about and I couldn't really find this type of info when I was looking on the internet. So I hope that if you haven't yet found a solution for the imposter syndrome you struggle with, something I say today is gonna be helpful to you. Let's dive in. Let's first start with why. (laughs) If you have hung out with me for a minute or for a decade, hopefully you have heard me say the same idea over and over because I really believe that if we can understand why we are making these choices or why we are feeling a certain way, we can come up with solutions to solve them. So the first thing that I did in my research was not ask okay, how do you get over imposter syndrome? Because all of the results were basically the same and I didn't feel like they necessarily helped. The first thing I did was try and understand the psychology behind why people believe what they believe. So I asked the guru, Siri. Siri said, people experience imposter syndrome when they believe two things. Number one, They believe that other people know more than they do about the subject that they want to pursue. Or two, they believe that those people will be or are better at the thing they want to do than they are. You experience imposter syndrome at the most basic level because you believe that someone else knows more than you do and because you believe they are better at it than you can be. Before we move on, I would love to tell you a quote by Abraham Hicks. I reference Abraham Hicks 
a lot on the show. But they have a quote that is so fantastic for today's conversation, which is essentially breaking apart a belief. Abraham Hicks say, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking over and over and over. Think about it for a second. A belief is just a thought you keep thinking. We have this perception that belief is like in our bone marrow, it's down to our core, it's who we are. And yes, that may very well be true. That may very well be how you approach your beliefs in this life. But if you actually took a step back, it's really just a thought. Like I used to believe that I was not athletic. I, you know, I'm not an athlete. I used to tell people over and over, I hate running. It, everything breaks apart. I can't do it. I'm clunky and whatever. It was just a thought that I kept thinking. And you will continue to hold on to those thoughts until you have something that alters your story. It's the narrative that you tell yourself. I used to have a belief that there would never be a world where I wouldn't be able to leave my house. And yet we all lived through a pandemic where we had to stay inside of a lockdown. You and I have both experienced moments that defied belief, that challenged the way we were thinking and reoriented us in a new direction with a new belief system. So if your beliefs can be changed by thinking different thoughts, then we can break apart what you believe to be true when it comes to imposter syndrome. If you believe that you're an imposter, it's only because you are thinking the wrong thoughts over and over and over. And as Dr. Amen told me once, and I have repeated ad nauseum, you do not have to believe every stupid thing you think. So let me tell you a story. I started my career in the movie industry as an assistant, getting coffee, getting lunches, hustling, doing whatever anybody needed me to do. I inevitably would end up in event planning. When I started my own business, I would transition to being a blogger. I would transition to being a lifestyle blogger. I would transition to being an author. So I've been inside of publishing, inside of movies. I have been inside of personal development. I have touched the insides of so many different industries. And here is the first thing that I want you to hear me say. Most people, including the executives, including those that you perceive at the highest level, most people don't know what they're doing. They don't. They really don't. If you are watching someone perform day in, day out, let's say you're looking at LeBron James. LeBron knows what he's doing. He's done the same thing over and over. He has an incredible skill set. He has to show off that skill set at the highest levels with the most pressure. He knows what he's doing. But most people that you see in positions of power, in management, in you know, your boss's boss's boss, when you actually sit down with them, they are just human beings exactly like you. They know what they know based on what they have learned over time. Okay, so I just want you to hold that, hold on to that idea for one second, that when you look behind the curtain, Oz doesn't always know what he's doing. 
Let's talk about the difference between a limiting belief and an empowering belief. Because I'm going to present to you a bunch of ideas and a bunch of evidence, I think, for why you should totally freaking believe in yourself. But you're still going to have that voice in the back of your head. It's why I don't like the idea of like, oh, just say a mantra enough times or just have self-compassion. You can have self-compassion and still have that voice going in the back of your head that is preventing you from doing the next right thing for the goal that you have in your life. A limiting belief is any belief that you have, so any thought that you keep thinking over and over and over, that is stopping you from moving forward in a healthy and positive way at its most basic level. And people will follow up and say, well, Rach, how do I know if it's limiting? Like, what if it's true? (laughs) I'm like, no, bro, sister. If it's something that is hurting you, that belief, it's limiting. It is literally limiting your potential on this planet. So if it's limiting you, then it is a limiting belief. If it's an empowering belief, then the thought is going to be something that is encouraging to you, that makes you emotionally feel better, that is your internal hype squad. I was going on a walk this morning and I walked out, I'm in a new neighborhood, so I'm still meeting my neighbors. And I did, in her defense, I did look like a 14 year old because I had like a ball cap on and I was wearing like baggy oversized concert tee and Converse sneakers. And I was walking out of my house and this older woman in my neighborhood was like, oh, are, did, are you the new neighbor? I said, yes, I am. Hi, we're chatting. And at that moment, my son came out because he had to ask me a question, my 16 year old. And she was like, is that your son? And I'm like, yeah, that's my son. And she said, you look like his sister. You look like his sister. And this sweet older woman who had to be in her late 70s hyped me up, you guys. She was just like, I cannot believe. How old are you? And I said, I'm 40. And she's like, I cannot believe you were old enough to have a 16-year-old. I cannot believe. She was so, and I was like, thank you, Terry. You're the sweetest. Thank you so much. I'm like trying to sort of like feeling awkward. She's like, I bet you get ID'd. Do you get ID'd when you ask for a drink at a bar? I said, Terry, I actually do get ID'd a lot. She was like, oh my God. It was the best start to my day, you guys. I know that I should not be that vain, but I don't even care. This older woman, I mean, she just hyped me up. If it's an empowering belief, it's hyping you up. It's making you feel strong. It's making you feel bold. It's making you feel smart and courageous and capable and that your potential is growing by leaps and bounds with every single, like that's empowering beliefs. A limiting belief is anything that is doing the opposite. It's that simple. If it is a limiting belief, you got to identify it and let that shit go. So I want you to hold those two things in your mind as I take you through some ideas. Because if it's an empowering belief, you're going to hear an idea and be like, oh, that might work for me. If it's a limiting belief, the voice in the back of your head is going to say, well, that, no, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not that strong. I'm not that smart. I'm not this. I'm not that. That's limiting beliefs. Okay? So hold on to that. And let's take it through some ideas. 
I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. I have two sections here. It's not a numbered list. It's not like one through 10. Here's how to overcome imposter syndrome. It's two particular areas of mindset shifting that I think will be helpful to move past this in your life. The first piece is acceptance. In fact, we could even go one step further and say radical acceptance, meaning stop being so resistant about the fact that you feel like an imposter. Radical. 
I know because we are taught that if it's a negative feeling or if it's something, but wait, Rach, isn't that a limiting belief? If you allow the voice in the back of your head to continue to speak, continue to talk, get louder and louder, it becomes a yell, it becomes a scream, even if you're shoving it down and trying to ignore it, it's still there. So radical acceptance looks like just freaking facing the reality. James Baldwin said, you cannot fix what you will not face. So if you want to move past this thing once and for all, I don't want you to learn to live with imposter syndrome. I want you to move past it. You're not an imposter. You are a strong, bold, capable, incredible freaking human being and you get to pursue the dreams of your heart. And bro, if you're gonna pursue the dreams of your heart, do it with as much freedom and as much ease as you can possibly muster. If you're going to pursue the dreams of your heart, give yourself ease and freedom. Take some of the weight off your back. Don't make it harder on yourself than it needs to be. Putting our head down, doing the work, working harder. Oh, I've got this. I've got this emotional stuff. I've got this negative stuff. Okay, I'll just work harder. I'll, 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 I'll overcome. I'll overcompensate for all of this. Instead of working harder, work smarter. Take off the baggage that you've been carrying around with you everywhere. In fact, I used to do this exercise at RISE conference. Any of you who ever came to my women's conference, I used to do this thing where I would ask people like to hold something up over their head, hold something light. It'd be like, hold your notebook over your head, right? Now holding it over their head, holding it over their head, holding it over their head. And it's not a big deal because it's something really light. But anything that you're holding can begin to wear you down if you're carrying it in the wrong way, right? So if I've got my notebook and it's like tucked under my arm or it's in a backpack on my back or it's in a bag, who cares? It's super light. It's not a big deal. But if I got to hold this notebook up over my head for a whole day, chances are my arms are going to start to shake. It's going to start to feel like it weighs five pounds, then 10, then 20. It gets heavier and heavier and heavier, not because the weight changed. It gets heavier because the way I'm carrying it. So if you right now are trying to pursue things by ignoring the fact that you've got this stuff you need to work through, you're carrying way too much. Make it easier on yourself. Under the banner of acceptance, I've got four things. I've got four ideas that I think we have to accept if we want to move past this. And you will notice that every single one of my sentences is structured in a really specific way. It's structured with yes, but. Yes, but. I like to think of this as a play on choosing a higher vibration. Hopefully you guys have heard me talk about this or someone else talk about the idea of the vibrations that we exist at. And to quote Abraham Hicks again, they say, just choose a better feeling thought. If you feel like you're at a low vibration, if you feel like you're upset about something, you've been triggered by something, anxiety, anger, bitterness, any of those lower vibe emotions, just find one thought that you can latch onto right now that feels a bit better. So this practice is about accepting, but then immediately choosing a better feeling thought 
to qualify the statement you just made. So here we go. The first thing that you need to accept. If you are afraid that people do know more and that they are better than you at the thing, the first thing that you need to accept is that they do know more. See, you're telling yourself, you're like using this as an excuse, like, yeah, but they know more than I do. Yeah, they do. You're thinking they know more than I do, period. Like that's the end of the sentence. How I would qualify that sentence is, they know more than I do, but if they learned, so can I. Remember I told you about all the jobs that I've had and the industries I've been inside of? Some of these people, people with massive followings, like people I've interviewed on the podcast, like people that everybody admires. And then behind the scenes, I'm like, you figured this out? This guy? He figured out how to have a, he did the, he did, really? Yes, they know more than you do. But if they can figure it out, so can you. Imposter syndrome lives because we get this idea that someone who has achieved things we want to achieve is better connected. They're smarter. They're prettier. Like, I am not trying to disparage anybody. But you've ever seen any of those memes that are like, you're not ugly, you're just poor? It's like so crass, but they're also hilarious. It'll literally show like the Kardashians when they were growing up and the Kardashians now. Seriously, go Google like you're not ugly, you're just poor. It, it will show you like the before and after of celebrities. P.S. Go look at pictures of me when I started as a blogger. Blessed assurance. Blessed be. The people that you see that have things that you admire, whatever it is, they just learned the things that they needed to learn to have that thing. Yeah, 100%. There are people who are born into families with wealth. There are people who get things handed to them. They're... This is a limiting belief. If you can start counting all of the way, well, this person, this person, this person, if you start thinking thoughts that are like, no, Rach, it's not something they learned. It's something that they were given and nobody's ever going to give that to me. That is a limiting belief. If it's not going to help move you forward, if it's not going to help motivate you, then that thought, yes, is true in certain circumstances, but that thought doesn't serve you. Why would you choose to believe a thought that is only true in certain circumstances and does not help you? It's an excuse. It's an excuse that we can latch onto to tell ourselves why something can't be ours. Or you can go, okay, well, freaking they figured it out. They figured out how to do that thing. They learned, I don't know what they learned, but I know that they learned it, so I can too. The first thing to accept is that yes, they do know more, but you can also know more. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. 
they restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The second thing to accept is that you are starting at the beginning. You see someone else who has been working on a thing for five years or 10 years or 15. You see people who are further along down the path and you're like, that's why I'm afraid. I feel like an imposter because I don't know what I am doing. I am at the beginning of this process. I'm starting over again. I'm doing all of those things. Yeah, that's true. You're starting at the beginning, but that's an advantage. That's an advantage. If you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. If you're at the very beginning, you actually don't know the way that it's supposed to be done, so you get to blaze your own trail. There are so many people who get distracted in business or distracted on the road to success by things that they learned at the beginning. If you started in media in 2008, you're going to have a very different perspective on how to do things than you would if you started right now in 2023. Yes, there is a whole history of information that we have because we started earlier. At the same time, there are roadblocks in that environment because we only know what's been done before. We're maybe not as willing to take on new ideas, new risks, to try a new platform, to test something out. Maybe we're not paying attention enough to what's coming up, what the kids are doing these days, what's cool and new and fresh. And because you are new, you can embrace all of those things. You can look at the fact that you're just starting as a disadvantage, which is a limiting belief that is not helping you in any way. Or you can be like, okay, How is the fact that I don't know what the hell I'm doing actually awesome? When I started as an event planner, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I've always been the kind of person that will just ask people for help. I'll just reach out and be like, hey, could you tell me how you do a contract? Could I sit with you while you interview potential clients? Like I tried everybody. 
And unsurprisingly, the other event planners in my industry were like, you're insane. They either didn't respond or they'd be like, absolutely not. I'm not going to train you how to be my competition. As a quick side note, I do feel like that's a piece of success that not enough successful people talk about is what competition. There is enough for everybody. It is a scarcity mindset to believe that if you help someone else, that it's going to take away from you. That is just fundamentally not true. The universe is abundant. There are always opportunities. There are always new clients, new customers, new things that you can do. And if you dwell in the idea that someone's going to come up behind you and take your stuff, then that's what's going to happen because that's a reality that you're creating. So when I first got into it, I didn't know better and I didn't really think about the concept of competition. So I asked everybody, 99.9% of people said no. So I started asking people within my industry, so vendors. So I asked floral designers and DJs and I was a wedding and event planner. So I'd ask other vendors, how do you interview clients? Could I look at your contract? Could you tell me who you use for this? What workers' comp insurance do you have? And those vendors were so freaking helpful, so helpful to me, either because it was just a different vibe in the vendor community or because they didn't perceive me as any kind of threat or because maybe they're like, well, if this chick figures it out, maybe she'll hire me someday. The point is the fact that I was a newbie really helped me in that industry. Because the old guard said, oh, no, no, like you could never reach out and ask someone for advice. And I was young and dumb. And I was like, hey, can someone help me? And guess what? They can. Can I just say for someone who needs to hear this right now, the reason that you're not getting help is because you're not asking for it. Many of us will talk about how we need help. I need help. I need help. I will complain about it. We'll bitch to our friends. We'll talk to our husband. We'll say like, I never get the support I need at work. I never get that. Like you'll talk about it nonstop. But the reason that you don't actually have help is you've never just said, Hey God, Hey universe. Hey, whatever is out there, something greater than me. Can you help me? Can you help me find the right assistant? Can you help me find how to do this? Can you help me find my first client? Can you help? Instead of obsessively worrying about how we don't have support, just ask for help and believe that it's already on the way. You're starting at the beginning, but that's an advantage. I went to get a juice this morning. I went to get a green juice. And on the bottle of the green juice, I wrote it down here for you guys so I could tell you because I thought it was so good. It said, turn old fears into new powers. Turn old fears into new powers. Flip the script. Yes, you have that thought. Make it work for you. Number three, accept that you are feeling insecure. Accept it. You're feeling insecure. That's what this is. You can't numb that away. You can't pretend it's not happening. You are feeling insecure because, by the way, you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. What a freaking awesome reason to feel insecure. Oh, gosh, who said it? Uh, Billie Jean King. 
said pressure is a privilege. Yes, you're feeling like, holy crap, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna try this. I can't believe I'm gonna post my first thing on TikTok. I can't believe I'm gonna start my own business. I can't believe I'm gonna try and build this thing. I can't even believe it. It's so scary. That's a privilege. Feeling nervous about that means you're trying something. Think of how many billions of people on this planet will never get to feel that nervous, excited energy because they are too afraid. You are feeling insecure because you're taking a chance. So you are feeling insecure, but you're being honest with yourself. You are being honest with yourself right now in this moment. And if you're being honest about feeling insecure, it also means that you are humble. And if you are humble, it means you are curious, you're open, you're willing to take suggestion, you have a student mentality, you're like, oh wow, what can I learn? How can I grow? How can I? That is one of the greatest advantages that exists in any industry. If you haven't listened to it, episode 393. If you haven't listened to it, episode 393 on the podcast, I talk about the five things that I think contributed most heavily to my success, specifically career success and financial success. And one of them is a student mentality, is to remain open and curious and excited. That That's worth a lot. You know how many people, really successful people, especially artists and musicians that I get to sit with, who will say, man, I would pay so much money to go back to being the kid in the studio apartment who was barely making rent, who was down in the basement, like working on my beats, who was working on lyrics, who was learning guitar, what they would pay to go back to that environment where they had to be young and hungry and nervous and scrappy. There's freaking power in that. Yes, you're feeling insecure. That's not a disease. That's just the way we feel until we learn enough stuff to feel confident. It's just, it's just a part of the journey. Okay, the last thing that I would love for all of us to accept, whether we have imposter syndrome or not, yes, you think it, but that does not mean it's true. Yes, you think it, but that does not mean it's true. Except that you're having the thoughts. I think one of the greatest things I ever learned about focusing my mindset and better controlling my thought process was to not resist the thoughts. The thought that tells you, oh, if you post this, people are gonna be mean. Oh, people aren't gonna like it. They're gonna make fun of my hair. They're gonna think this is stupid. They're gonna, whatever it is, accept those things. Don't try and resist them because it's almost like the more you resist them, the more energy you give to it. Like right now, don't think about a purple elephant. What popped into your mind? We do the same thing with what we try and attract into our lives or the person that we want to be. We're like, don't think about the fact that you're insecure. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about the fact that you're afraid. Stop thinking about the fact that you're afraid. And it just gets worse and worse because you're actually giving energy to the thing you do not want. Refocus your thought. Choose a better feeling thought. You do not have to believe every stupid thing you think. And some of the stuff we think is stupid. I have a friend the other day 
is going through a breakup and we were texting about it. And he was saying he'd seen his therapist and the therapist had given him some great perspective. And in the conversation, he told me, it, he kept texting and eventually he said something in the text that I was like, this is, this is kind of crazy. And I said, hey, man, what, what therapist? Cause like the stuff he had said at the top was really great. I was like, oh, this therapist is amazing. And he's talked to me about his therapist before. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's right on. And then as it, as we kept texting it, the advice started getting more and more skewed until it got to a place where I said, Hey, is this the same therapist? Like, where did that idea come from? And he was like, oh no, that wasn't my therapist. That's just me. That's just what I keep thinking. And I said, oh, okay. Tell those thoughts to STFU, which is harsh, maybe. But sometimes you got to shut that shit down. Sometimes when that, like, it's popping up and you're just like, yeah, I, you're there. I got it. I, I see you. I know what's happening. I'm accepting that you're thinking. I'm not interested. Mm -mm. No, shut that down. No, thank you. You don't have to believe it just because you thought it. In fact, many times we should not believe it because it's the first thing that we thought. It's a really incredible practice to begin to separate yourself from your thoughts. That's why meditation is so powerful. Prayer is so powerful. To really step back and ask yourself, where did that thought come from? What's this idea about? Why am I... Why am I thinking this right now? You maybe have heard me talk about the idea of parts. Love the book, No Bad Parts by Schwartz. I think everybody should read it. Essentially, it's another way of describing inner child or how parts of us get frozen at certain ages in time. And those parts of us will hijack our nervous system. They'll hijack our everything in our body, if you ever have yourself having a way intense overreaction to something that wasn't quite that big a deal, it's because a part of you was triggered in that moment and is reacting very intensely to what it felt. Often that part's like 12-year-old you or 20-year-old you. It's not who you are today. So if you can separate yourself from the thought, you can ask, is this me? Is this my inner knowing? Is this my highest self that's thinking this right now? And that immediately you'll have that, no, no, this is some other part of you. And if it's some other part of you, you just, hey, I see you. I accept. I, I can even understand why you might think that in this moment, but I got this. I'm 40. I got it. I'm in charge. I, I don't need you to hijack the moment. And who I am today knows the truth, accepts these things about me, and moves forward with compassion and love and focus and clarity. Doesn't try and fight it, but does work very hard to choose thoughts that empower me to make decisions that help move me forward. This is part one of a conversation on imposter syndrome. First part is acceptance. The second part is action, action that we can actually take to move forward and to move the goal forward and the dream forward. And how do we make decisions if we're having these thoughts 
The second part is action. So if you have enjoyed this episode, tune in tomorrow for part two. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend that you think it would be helpful for them as well. And if you are not listening to this in real time, then go immediately and listen to the next episode in the show, which will be part two of our conversation on imposter syndrome. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.